Welcome to the Teenage in America podcast. I'm your host, John, joined by co-hosts Aiden and Reagan. And today we're talking about peace as a fruit of the spirit. And to continue with the uh, fruit of the spirit um, talking that we've the series that we've been doing and working on, uh, the uh, verse that I'd like to start with is uh, peacemakers who sow at peace reap a harvest of righteousness. And uh, that's kind of a main theme of the Bible where uh, what you uh, sow, you also reap. Uh, and that is a very important thing. So if we uh, focus on uh, peace, then uh, we will get peace back. Uh, and if we interact at peace and we live at peace and we accept God's peace, then that will be something that we uh, could give to others. And so that's, uh, that's how we're going to start. And we'll see what, how this all goes. Yeah, so kind of my first thoughts on this um, this topic of peace. I think there's uh, it's another one. So like I think that this is a thing that we've been echoing a lot. It's the fruits of the spirit they really go hand in hand. They're all multi multifaceted. There's a lot to unpack in each one. So I think with this one specifically, as I was looking at it, I think the like the three main things that are in it. It would be like having peace, like spiritual peace, peace with God, um, physical peace, like being at rest or um, or like peace between governments or something like that. And then also in relationships with other believers and being at peace with men, even non-believers being at peace and being able to shine your light that way by not being constantly in arguments with other people and stuff like that. So I think those are kind of the three main big pieces of it and, um, the us to cover in this one. So those are, that's just my like first high level thoughts on it. Yeah. And, um, I think when, when you look at the idea of peace, I think in our culture today, there are, there are so many different ideas of, you know, what's how people um, achieve this sort of, you know, peace, inner peace or whatever you want to call it. And it, it's a common thing to hear. Um, people are always searching for something better, something new or some new way to, to think. Um, and this is, there's so many different, like I, when I think about, um, peace. I think of all the books that have been written by uh, a lot of false teachers, and um, I think that I mean just people in general that not even don't even profess to be a Christian or or, um, or hold to any belief. Uh, but you see so many books that are on you know um, how to gain this you know peace that you've been looking for, how to um, to feel this certain way, and there's all these different things that they take you through and talk about, but really. As believers, we know that peace is found in Christ and in Christ alone, which I think we touched on a little bit in last episode. Because like you said, Reagan, um, all of the fruits of the Spirit kind of intertwine and, and connect to each other. So um, I'm sure throughout this season on the fruits of the Spirit, you're going to hear us say a lot of the same things because they do connect, as Reagan did say. Um, but when I think that, though, like I was talking about peace, though, um, there's so many different ideas that people have about how to achieve this sort of peace. And I think that one of the things that we are discussing in this um, is how to have peace in relationships. I think that's a big deal for people because um, you, you know, when you maintain a relationship with someone, how to keep peace with them. And uh, I have actually a verse from uh, Hebrews twelve fourteen that says, uh, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy without holiness. No one will see the Lord. And so um, I think that just to kind of get us going on the conversation and, uh, when we look at a relationship where we have with someone, um, 
I think it's maintaining a consistent relationship with them, a good foundation, having um, consistency with them, the way you act towards them, the way you treat them, that it's it's Christ-like, and that way that, um, you know, even when you could start something, you know, even when someone does something wrong towards you, you continue to be um, Christ-like towards them, you act, you know, merciful and gracious toward them, you treat them like you would want to be treated, and you, as that verse says, um, keep peace with everyone. And uh, I think that's kind of a, I guess, a, a starter for us, but that's my first thoughts on this. Yeah, and just jumping right off of what you said, uh, there's a definition I found while looking up definition of like biblical peace, and there's like the Hebrew word for it is it includes um, words like totality, completeness, fulfillment, wholeness, harmony, security, well-being. There's a lot of talking about both living in harmony with other people, where everything um, is working together, um, like a good gear system, everything's working together, everybody's able to work with one another in this kind of peace community, um, which I think we see in the book of Acts when it talks about the early church and how they work together. And then also having complete, um, like, being fulfilled in full. And I think we talked about this with joy, like, having that fullness. I think that joy and peace actually go well, uh, really well together. They're both things that you can have no matter your circumstances, and you should have no matter your circumstances. Um, being able to find, uh, with Christ as your center, being able to find Christ-centered peace, Christ-centered uh, joy. Um, and so when you're talking about with relationships, um, it's always being able to, like, employ kindness and be um, good to one another to be able to um, be calm in your dealings and be I think that's what it has to do with like being like your demeanor's calm and you're just you're full of Christ and so you're able to help other people because the relationship's kind of different between believers you're not necessarily needing to get something from a believer instead you are doing it as just completely as a relationship for accountability to just um, be walking with another believer it's not like a relationship where you're trying to get something from the other person, which I, I think is unique to um, Christian relationships. So I think that's a way that peace ties into that. Yeah, and um, I agree with what you were saying, Reagan. And I think that it's it's key to point out, really, I think that all the, the problems that people, when you hear, you know, how to a, a achieve a certain amount of peace or, um, you know, they give you a list of things you should do and what you should try to do with your life, all this, the reality of it all is that, it's sin. You know, the reason why there, people struggle with peace and maintaining that is sin. You know, we're not at peace with God because we are against sin. Uh, as unbelievers, um, or if you are an unbeliever, then, you know, there's a reason why there is no peace. And, uh, or there may be peace, but it may only last a certain amount of time. And I think that's also something we, I can't remember when we touched on that or what episode it was, but, um, there's so many different things that you can talk about in our culture today where people try to achieve with a lot of things, this certain like happiness and joy and peace, but it doesn't, it's not there. It doesn't consistently show in their lives. You know, it may last a certain amount of time. Um, but the reality is when we are saved, um, you know, we no longer are bound to sin and we are no longer bound to, um, you know, to, like I said, to sin and, and doing and being against God and rebelling against him. We now have a true relationship with him that we continue to build throughout our lives. And that's, that's where true peace is found.
and that peace carries over into how you act and how you treat people because of the peace that you've been that has been accounted or given to you um you now can act in a godly manner toward other people in a different way than you could you know when you weren't saved and i think that it ties into like Greg was talking about with relationships <clears throat> excuse me um when you look at relationships that you have with people, you know, your family members, your maybe some of your best friends or some people that you work with if you're older, um, you have a responsibility as a believer, if you are a professing Christian, to um, act Christ-like and to act like a believer in those settings. And um, when you look at those scenarios where people may not treat you like you want, um you now see that you know truly i've been forgiven you know i've been forgiven of my sins therefore you know if someone wrongs me or someone doesn't treat me like i want to be treated or i treat other people it's not really a big deal because the reality is i've been saved i've been forgiven of my sin that's ongoing that's consistent even after salvation i still sin and that's the greatest you know act of mercy and, and forgiveness that anyone could ever bestow upon anyone um, and I think that's, that has something to do with it. When I think that when we look at, you know, having a peaceful relationship with someone, even if there is, you know, maybe a, someone that you run into that you think you have a relationship with and then they wrong you, or maybe you even wrong them overall. Uh, I think we have to look at it from us, you know, when we look at scripture, look at it from the standpoint of that, that, you know, we have been forgiven as believers so therefore there's no re reason to you know not want to maintain peace um and that should be our desire and even then, like i said if they wrong us it's it's overall just forgiving them and moving on even if they don't want to be friends with you or want to try again it, it the reality is that that should be something we desire to do is just to maintain a faithful and peaceful relationship with people and then it, it ties into other things in our lives where we end up going, you know, when we do things, you know, the way we, th there's not spiritual peace if you're not saved. And that was something we, we spoke about earlier, um, having spiritual peace that's not there unless we are saved. Because spiritually, we are lost. We are dead. Um, we have no, we have no relationship with God and we deserve eternal punishment. But when we are saved, there's now a new, we are um, now a new creation. As scripture says, it's not we're not the, our old selves where we're dead in sin. So there's a new perspective, a new level of um, life that we didn't have before. You know, we, we were, like I said, spiritually, we were dead. And then once we're saved and forgiven, our sins are forgiven, our sins are, as you know, I'm sure anyone that's grown up in church has heard before, um, our sins are washed, uh, you know, white as snow. And so, um, yeah, there's a, there's just a, I think that you can talk about peace in so many different ways, but that's kind of my, you know, the thoughts on it. Yeah, and I want to uh, get to what you're talking about, talking more about the uh, spiritual peace, but before we do that, I wanted to hit on the uh, kind of what you talked about, about relational or, or physical peace, and I think, like you were saying, it all comes back to sin. If you actually look up before the fruits of the Spirit are listed, it actually lists the fruits of the flesh, which would be sin, um, natural human tendencies to sin, and they, I think they act, some of them actually directly correspond with the fruit of the Spirit. 
And so you can look at that as a way to combat it. But I think division is a big thing right now in um, especially American culture um, with all the different views that are in America, with all the different um, things people think. It's such a vast range because of the nation's size, I think, is really plays into it. So there's a lot of division on cultural, political, um, religious views all the time coming from all sides. And I think that we can both be a light in that situation by being, as a church, united with one, one specific view, but at the same time also being not, not, not being as aggressive as a lot of other parties are in the way they talk about their religion, culture, political view, and things like that. If we can be more peace-based, because I think that really plays into when you, even with evangelism, if you're going to talk to somebody, if you're going to try to convince somebody of something, or if you're just, just in relationship with anybody, that the preferred method of talking to somebody would be a peaceful attitude, because the, the other attitudes of aggression or division are, can make other people defensive and definitely do make other people defensive. Um, and so they're less likely to listen to you or less likely to engage in a relationship with you and thus the less likely to see um, the gospel for its fullness. Because, I mean, if, if anyone interacts with a, even a Christian who is angry or um, to, to, uh, here to cut or into division or something like that, it would be, it would put us off. It would make us not want to hang around that person, right? So I think that's a big thing, especially in America, that we need to be really careful of as Christians, even within the church itself with um, denomination and different views. As long as we're all just sitting down, we follow the Bible, then we should all be at peace. We should all be peace with each other, peace with God, if we all just listen to what the Bible actually says and not try to create our own little religious views or take pieces out of the Bible and things like that. Um, but then also talking about um, in the physical world, I think this also ties into it too. Because I think that in relation, in physical, I think they actually go together because that's what we're physically around all the time is division, especially in this nation. So, But going to what we you were talking about, um, spiritual peace, I think that more has to do with um, has to do with our personal state, not necessarily the state of how we are to other people, but how we are in ourselves and how we are with God. Um, and also being, you need to be at peace with God and be able to listen to him. And then the spot where peace is, where it's kind of the opposite is being um, against the enemy, which in- inspires peace with God. So I think in that sense, there is some kind of combat you have to do against the enemy, which is still part of being at peace with God. Um, but being at peace with God, it comes into all the fruits of the Spirit, and that's uh, having joy, having love towards others, I think also inspires peace in ourselves, loving God, understanding God's love for you, understanding um, the story of the Bible and how it really is good news for your life. I think that all inspires um, a peace within your soul, within your being that can last and outlast um, the divisions of the world and the outside. So as long as you're getting getting your physical or getting your um, peace within yourself, um, um, peace with God, really, not peace with yourself, because that's sort of like a self-help thing like Aiden was talking about, but peace with God, and you're at peace, then you can spread that peace more effectively than if you're first going to have peace with others and you're not at peace with yourself or peace with God, then you're going to have all kinds of problems that tie in and create more 
chaos. So I think um, those are kind of my first things on on uh, spiritual peace. Um, so what do you guys think about that? I agree with uh, what Reagan and Aiden have been saying about um, peace and uh, how there's the worldly kind of uh, inside, like kind of the the worldly uh, different peace versus the peace that comes from God. And that's really kind of the spiritual aspect of peace where there's the peace that comes from God and uh, God um, allows you to feel it. So it, if you could look at it in a couple of ways, you could look at it in um, peace and spiritual uh, in your life and then in relationship, and they all kind of flow to each other. So if God, you feel God's peace in you, then uh, then inside you'll feel that peace and then you could uh, give that peace to others and if you let that happen that 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 flow that the way of living then you uh, are more likely to have joy uh, more likely to to forgive uh, more likely to come at things in a peaceful down-to-earth kind of uh, mentality when talking to people even people that might uh, say so that's frustrating or something like that and then uh, but when you have peace aside, uh, you have to let God's love come into you. It's not the world. You go to like a like a yoga class or something, like that, and uh, you get the inner peace or whatever the, the that type of like worldly peace. But it's God's peace that lasts forever, and uh, joy comes from that, and love comes from that, and forgiveness comes from that and kindness comes from that and peace comes from that everything of the church of spirit come from god and they all relate really well to each other like the last few videos we've mentioned uh love but we also mentioned peace and we also mentioned kindness we've talked about this one we've all we mentioned not only uh peace but we've mentioned um kindness and forgiveness and the mentality of that and i feel like they're all uh, interacting very well together and uh, that's how God wants us to be because he doesn't make it impossible for us to deal with this it's not like something you have to work on because sometimes when there's an issue in our lives we have to dive into that and we have to dig and dig and dig but with these these, these fruits of the spirit you learn one and it all just comes uh, together because it all comes from the same place that's the spirit and I think that's very important uh, no, because it's not like you learn one and then the next year you'll learn another. Uh, each time you learn from it, you'll realize when you think about peace, when I think about peace, I think peace is coming from a mindset of uh, calmness, um, you can, which can manifest itself in forgiveness, love, uh, joy, just this, this overwhelmed uh, feeling God's peace. And that helps us when we ha want to have peace uh, with uh, other people uh, in other relation in relationship. And if uh, that kind of goes back to the verse I read at the beginning, uh, James three eighteen. Uh, let me find it here. Um, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So if you are going in and you're trying to find peace and you're trying to pursue peace, then uh, your life fruit will be peace but not just peace it will be all the fruits of the spirit and the people will know or non-christians or christians everyone will know that you're a christian by the fruit that you have and um god didn't contradict himself he didn't say that only christians 
would be a half-fruit. He also named in the Bible, uh, like Ray was saying, the fruits of the flesh and there's the fruits of the spirit. And um, so you can know which way they're coming from uh, with the fruits of their life. And like Ada was saying about like uh, false prophets' books and books about inner peace and books about things that seem Christian but are like blurring the line between them and stuff, you can see that their fruits are wrong by looking at the fruits of the Spirit and seeing that these don't line up with any of them. And then you could see and know when that happens because, and that's a very important thing because God wants us to be discerning about. Um, false prophets and in the end time there'll be a lot of false prophets and you have to know when and how to pick them out and even in your daily life you want to make sure that you're learning from the proper pastors and going to a church and listening to a pastor that uh, preaches the right thing and so you want to see the fruits of their life and see that they're preaching the right things but not only preaching but living and not just having lip service on the stage but then living a completely separate life that's not about the fruits of the spirit um but more specifically about peace i think peace is such a important thing because peace really is the middle fruit that everything else comes out of if you have peace everything else will just manifest itself from that uh so i think that's a really important thing to add yeah and like you were talking about about how the fruits come out of each other like you were saying like the greatest commandment was is uh, love your love your neighbor and love god and so like you're saying, like once you study them, they're going to all flow out. Once you start getting in your word, once you get, um, you're being diligent, you're looking to the right teachers and things, these things will just happen. It's inst- instead of, it's not really so much as a, as a grind to get a hold of the fruits of the Spirit. It's more of a letting go um, and moving into what God wants you to do and what your Spirit, um, if you have the Holy Spirit, is is wanting to do naturally. It's letting go of the flesh, letting things go, and going into what God wants you to do. Um, and I think, like um, like we've been talking about here, like uh, removing the the flesh and letting that go, and being familiar with what the flesh looks like, like Johnny was being, saying, and being able to look at people's fruits and look at your own fruit, look at the your own uh, your look at yourself to be able to clear away um, the things that are not of God, and being able to. Um, move that out of the way so that you can continue going on your on your journey and, and letting go to um, these fruits of the Spirit. So I think it's been um, really interesting this how, how much they actually go together because I, I hadn't really done a huge study or really heard um, a sermon series on this thing, uh, the fruits of the Spirit, and how they actually really, it shows the beauty and the, um, the order to God's system that he's created and how they all flow from one another. And it, once you get them, once you get one even, like you get the greatest commandment, you're going to see these things start to naturally come out of your life. And God has made it so that it's not a grind. It's more of a relenting, which is even more beautiful than trying to reach for it. Because, again, it's not something we can do. Christ did it. Um, he died on the cross for your sin. Now you just let go. Let Christ be your represent, uh, representation or representative to God, and then move out of those. You uh, move out into the world, doing or sharing His gospel and doing the fruits of the Spirit, and providing an example to everyone you come in contact with. Yeah, and I I, I really like what you guys have been saying. I think that um, overall, like 
I think when you look at the idea of peace, like we've been discussing, just there's so many things that kind of flow out of it um, in your life. And I think that, like you were talking about Reagan earlier, about, you know, when you share the gospel with people, um, I think something to point out, and that I, I wanted to touch on with that, is that when you, you know, are talking to people and spreading the gospel as we have been commanded to do, um, you, as a believer, if you're truly saved, then um, obviously, you know, there may be certain sins that you deal with, but overall, when we speak to people, we should be concerned about how we how we act and how we present ourselves, as Reagan was saying. Um, and also, as Reagan was saying, we don't want to come upon them, you know, in a kind of a jerk-type manner, you know, and, and tell them they're completely and utterly wrong. And just, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're presenting it in a correct manner, not that we're holding back. We want to make sure that we're telling the truth, you know, because even we see we see Jesus in Scripture um, be pretty blunt with people, you know, and it wasn't like he was being a jerk, but he was telling them the truth. And so it's key to, to note um, is that it, it may seem harsh, you know, to tell people that they're lost and that they don't know the truth um, and, you know, then present it with them and that because of their sin, they are you know subject to eternal punishment that seems harsh but the reality is is truly loving people and loving those around you telling them that it shows that your love for them rather than it what, what wouldn't show your love for them is if you gave them the watered down version of the gospel is is that said a lot where it's just all about love and peace and all this stuff and it's never about um you know, uh, sin. It's never about sin, and it's never about you know. Oh well, you, you're fine. You know, as long as you you know repent, and we won't talk about why you need to repent. We won't really talk about what sin is, but you know, as long as Jesus is you know your main focus on this, you're, you'll be fine. And that's really it's all about this different stuff that it just it never it's not a biblical presentation of the gospel. But if we're presenting the gospel correctly, where sin is focused on. And then we move into the, the, you know, the grace that God has shown us by sending his son. That's that's the true gospel presented. And um, so that's truly loving them. And then you're doing what, you know, Christ called his disciples to do, what we've been called to do as believers. And um, so ultimately, and then this ties in with peace in the sense that you have been given peace by God through your salvation in Christ. And so you want to go and share that, you know, you want to go and share that the, no, you want to share, you know, the truth. And then with the truth comes peace. If they, you know, if they, if God truly saves them, then with that truth comes peace. And then now they have it, you know? And, and so overall it's, um, I think that it's it's a really interesting topic um, because you like I said you can tie it into really anything and um, yeah I mean I think and also as John was saying uh, you know it, it kind of flows out of everything you know peace kind of flows out of everything how you kind of when you look at the different fruits of the spirit um, peace is kind of the central focus of it all and then out of peace comes all the different fruits of the spirit which is key to to know and I, I like I like that. But um, yeah, I mean, so my final thoughts on this is all I'll say, but um, really, I think that, you know, uh, the world cannot offer true peace. 
but only Christ can, you know, um, can give us true peace as people. You know, people, it's not like not to say that, you know, every single, um, you know, idea that people's ever come up without peace is wrong, but it's the reality that people promise you this, you know, in the world, this, this utter peace that will be everlasting and it's not true. Um, only true peace is found in Christ, as we've been saying multiple times. And the reason why we say it so many times is because it's key uh, and it's it's important. And so, um, yeah, just my final encouragement would just be to continue to, you know, read the Bible daily and to pray. Um, and if you're not truly uh, saved or you don't think you are, then, then my calling to you would be to repent of your sins and to... Um, you know, put your faith and trust in Christ who died for your, for the sins of his people. Yeah, and uh, for my kind of final thing on this and final challenge, like, um, I totally agree with that, everything that Aiden's saying, and um, I think one big thing for us, uh, I think I talk, touched on this earlier, but is having uh, peace, especially within the church, and I think that's something that will be really um, <clears throat> revolutionary for the church would be um, being able to unify against the world instead of just succumbing to the world unifying itself. So I think this, we need to get away from things like denominational pressures against each other or um, things like cutting things out of the Bible and making it so that some churches say this part of the Bible, some churches don't. And I think that when we all unite under the Bible, because if we're going to call ourselves Christians, we need to be following the Bible, and I think that somehow has been something that I see a lot of being confused, but I think this is this is definitely important. It's fundamental that we be following the Bible, and if all Christians are following the Bible, um, especially something I see in this nation is where it's a little bit confused, but I think if we all are following the Bible, then unification just comes. I think God has made it the perfect, he's made the perfect layout. All these fruits come from one another, and it just it works together. So if we all unify under the calling that he has given us as Christians, um, and we are working towards that every day in conjunction with one another, um, in peace with one another, we will be able to spread the gospel much more effectively and with much more um, congruence and, and peace and love and joy and kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, forgiveness, self-control, all the fruits of the Spirit we'll be able to spread the gospel in a much more powerful way to the world when they see our unification instead of having to unify themselves for something that is um, a false god or many false gods um, and wrong things. So I think that would be my encouragement. Like Aiden said, get in your word. Be working as hard as you can um, to relent and get rid of the flesh and move out in peace with everybody else, um, especially with the church. And like he said, extend... Um, that time to uh, repent of your sins and become a Christian if you're not already one. Um, I really encourage, and if you've been listening to the podcast, this is, these are the things we've outlined here are all in the Bible, so getting a hold of a Bible and reading it um, and making that, that change to follow Christ is the, is the best thing you could do um, for your life, and it will give you peace. It will give you everlasting joy, everlasting peace, and love from God. So those are my final thoughts on this. Yeah, um, as just to close up this uh, episode, um, uh, yeah, uh, what Aiden and Ray have been saying um, about if you guys aren't Christians or if you are Christians and you listen uh, listening to this, I encourage you to 
keep reading the Bible and keep pressing forward and keep understanding uh, more and more. Um, what we're trying to do is trying to give you guys uh, an understanding, um, a little insight, maybe some other perspective that you don't might not have thought of if you read it by yourself. But read it, and uh, God will give you a different perspective maybe than what we're saying or to kind of build up on what we're saying. Uh, and so I encourage you guys to read it. And uh, for any of you guys that aren't Christians, uh, I encourage you guys to become Christians um, because the uh, the walk of walk with Christ is better, but it takes sacrifice. It takes um, work every day, and it takes reading the Bible and praying. And so it's not easy, but it's worth it, and it's a lot wor- more worth it than the easy path that you can take. But so I encourage you guys to do that. And um, yeah, I thought this was a really fun um, podcast to do for peace and uh, try to tackle uh, as we go into the last few uh, months of school. Um, try to address your friends and people that you pass by uh, in everyday life or at school or at church and everywhere you are with peace and let everything else flow out of that and uh, surrender to God every day. Uh, as we end this podcast, I'd like to uh, end with a prayer uh, for not only people that aren't Christians, but people that are Christians. So uh, please join me. <clears throat> Dear God, thank you for this podcast. Thank you for the people that we get to reach. Thank you that the people that are, people that are following, not because of the following, but because we get to bless someone's life. Um, I hope it to be useful to that person, and that person would be able to, or the people that are listening, uh, would be able to take this and use it and keep growing on it and keep using it and and study for themselves and feel encouraged to keep uh, reading the Bible. Um, please help anyone that is not a Christian that is listening. Uh, help them to come to know you, and anyone that is it listen to the podcast. Help them to get a chance to know you, uh, and to work through their life so that they could become Christians, work in a supernatural way, uh, and uh, touch them, and so they could join uh, the the uh, into Christ and become unified and to spend eternity with you, as it is better than anything on this earth. Um, please help this. Uh, or thought to be the closest thing to heaven that they will be able to conceive, but the closest to hell that they will be able to get. And um, thank you for this opportunity. And uh, please bless this podcast as we move forward and go through the next few uh, podcasts. And uh, thank you for uh, the following we do have so far and help it to grow uh, so we can bless more people. Jesus, amen. <laughs>